Welcome back as Pastor Tim continues his message, Beware the Spirit of Criticism, from Job chapter 2, verses 9 through 10. A critical spirit leads to lonely people. Don't you try to avoid those kinds of people? We all do. But criticism is like a magnet that draws people with problems. And we all have problems. So we're all subjected to its appeal. But beware. It will leave you lonely and broken. Beware the spirit of criticism and let God do his soothing, healing work in your life. Here's Pastor Tim. A critical spirit has a sinful stem. It has a soulish stem. Number three, it has a shared stem. A critical spirit does not stay to itself. It doesn't. Look at, this, uh, look at this next verse. Look at verse number 11. It's now, it says, Now when Job's three friends heard of all this adversity that had come upon him, each one came from his own place, and then it begins to list where they're from. And it says, For they had made an appointment together to come and mourn with him and to comfort him. <laughs> Epic fail, <laughs> as far as that's going to go. But it's the first part of verse number 11 that captures my attention at this point. It says, when his three friends heard of all of this adversity, and then it lists these far places for they are from. The question is, how did they hear? How did they hear? Nearly every person that was associated with what's happened in chapter number 1 and the beginning of chapter number 2 is dead. Who told them? They didn't read it on Facebook. They, they, didn't, they didn't get a phone call or a text. They didn't read it in the newspaper. How did they know? There's only one person that can tell them. There's only one person that can tell them the story in such a way that when they come for comfort, they come with criticism. Their idea of comfort becomes, Job, if you weren't doing something wrong, then God wouldn't do this to you. Job, you can maintain your integrity and you can say that you are sinless, <laughs> but we all know better. A spirit of criticism is a shared spirit. People can give it to you, so to speak. It is contagious. When we begin to pick up other people's offenses, we begin to pick up other people's criticism. That root of bitterness begins to take place in our own heart. It's germinating there on the inside. You may not even know it. You may not even be aware with it, aware of it. Suddenly, that spirit of criticism begins to come to the surface. You hear it in your words. You sense it in your attitude. The spirit of criticism begins to hover over everything that you do like a, like a committee of vultures flying around a carcass. 
critical spirit is highly contagious. And Casey Stingle was giving advice to the new New York Yankees manager, Billy Martin. He told him that when they traveled, he said this, when you make room assignments, always pair the critics together and never room a critic with a person who believes in you. Nothing will be right for the critic and as he spreads his poison, at least it will be lavished upon another critic. You want to make people want to stay away from you? Develop a critical spirit. Because they won't want to get within a ten foot pole's reach of you. And when they do, it's likely that they themselves already have a root of bitterness that is beginning to grow inside of them. It's shared. Number four, a spirit of criticism has a spoken stem. In the same way that we see her sharing this information with these other men. By the way, we tend to do that, don't we, through prayer request? We use prayer request as a means of gossip. We use prayer requests as a means of getting our own opinion across. We use prayer requests to complain. It's simply going to be spoken. You cannot quiet. A spirit of criticism. A spirit of criticism leads to a critical tongue, which is always destructive. The Bible tells us that words have power, that the power of life and death are in the tongue. And it says, whoever loves it, it being what? E either being good words or bad words. Whoever loves it will eat its fruit. It's coming. So whoever said sticks and stones may break my bones, but names or words will never hurt me, didn't understand life at all, did they? Because they do hurt. And it hurts for Job. In fact, turn with me for a moment over to Psalm, or, or Job chapter 19. Let's fast forward in this story just a little bit. This is Job's friend, Bildad, who's speaking. Listen to what he says. How long till you put an end to words, gain understanding, and afterward we will speak. How much longer are you going to be speaking with criticism? How much longer are you going to try to tear somebody else down with your words? How much longer do we have to listen to that kind of an opinion? Gather yourself, 
find truth, find understanding in what God is doing. And then let's talk about it. Then if there's criticism to be had, at least it comes from a heart that is righteous. At least then it comes from a heart that's looking out for the best in someone. At least at that point, it becomes a tool that God can use in that person's heart and life. It is a spoken stem. And then number five, a critical spirit has a splintered stem. It has a splintered stem. When that seed germinates in the heart, the roots take root in that soil, and that first shoot builds up, first exposure of a critical spirit. Most of those plants, it's not just going to go up one time, just one shoot, is it? It's going to splinter off. So much fruit. So many different blossoms. So many different ways that it shows up. But when I say that it has a splintered stem, I mean more than the critical spirit itself. I mean what it does. Any relationship can be killed by spirit of criticism. It always bothers me I'm talking to young couples that are getting ready to be married when they decide at some point that they want to toast their marriage with alcohol. Toasting it to the very thing that can kill it. And yet far more dangerous to any marriage than alcohol is a spirit of criticism. It will splinter you and it will splinter off in so many different directions. One of those is resentment. Resentment. We resent others when they outperform us. We resent others when they are applauded more than us. We resent them when they seem to take one step in a positive direction. If you have a critical spirit, it is magnified. And it breeds contempt. Good relationships don't survive contempt. Friendships, marriages, church membership, any of those issues. You're still here in chapter 19? 
Let's look at a few more. Let's skip down to, um, let's go to verse 13. Job is now responding to what Bildad had to say to him. And in talking about God, he says, He has removed my brothers far from me, and my acquaintances are completely estranged from me. My relatives have failed, and my close friends have forgotten me. Those who dwell in my house and my maidservants count me as a stranger. I'm an alien in their sight. I call my servant, but he gives no answer. I beg him with my mouth. My breath is offensive to my wife. And he's not talking about bad breath. He's talking about your life. The fact that I breathe is offensive to my wife and I am repulsive to the children of my own body. Even young children despise me. I arise and they speak against me. All my close friends abhor me and those whom I love have turned against me. Those are splintered relationships. This same wife who said, I wish you would just curse God and die. When he doesn't, some teen chapters later, can't stand the fact that he is still alive. A critical spirit will destroy relationships. It's not that they can't be repaired. And it's not that a spirit of criticism can't be broken. But it comes down to this. Will you submit to God? Will you submit to Him and surrender to Him? Basically, your agenda what it is that you feel that you are so superior in that is not getting the recognition that's due, would you yield that back to the Lord? And say, God, with, without you, I am worthless. Without you, I am useless. I don't need a spirit of criticism. I need the spirit of the living God to fill me in my heart to produce His fruit, His righteousness in me. It becomes a choice that you have to make. You have to kill that root of bitterness and see the critical spirit go by. All right, let me show you one more verse. It's in chapter number 16. Would you look there with me? Just turn back a page maybe. Job answered and said, I have heard many such things. <laughs> Miserable comforters are you all. Truth. Shall words of wind have an end? Or what provokes you that you answer? 
In other words, who asked you? (laughs) A person with a spirit of criticism doesn't have to be asked. They don't have to be asked either. This is what I want you to see. Verse number four. Job says, I also could speak as you do. If your soul were in my soul's place, in other words, if I had a spirit of criticism like you've got a spirit of criticism, I could talk just like you talk. He says, I could heap up words against you and shake my head at you. Everybody's vulnerable. Everybody is subject to this. Be on the watch. If your enemy can slip that criticism into your heart, if he can bury that hurt and allow you to harbor that, he will succeed. But Job says this, I could do that. But I, I would strengthen you with my mouth. And the comfort of my lips would relieve your grief. Your words matter. What you say matters. How you say them matters. It is often a great revealer of where your heart really is. If you look through this today and you say, well, Tim, why are you picking on me today? (laughs) That's probably the Spirit of God saying, you need to deal with this today. How do you do that? Repent. Surrender to God. And forgive everybody that has hurt you. Doesn't matter whether you believe they deserve your forgiveness or not. Doesn't matter whether they come to you and ask for your forgiveness or not. You make the choice today to say, I forgive them. And that root of bitterness will wither. And along with it, a spirit of criticism. I ask you to bow your head and close your eyes. Certainly don't have to answer this out loud. You don't have to answer it for anybody else other than between you and God. But do you think you have a spirit of criticism? A critical heart, a critical nature, a root of bitterness that's buried deep. Won't you get rid of that today? You can today. If I can help you with that, I will, but truth be told, you can come straight to the altar and you and the Lord do business together. He will forgive you. He will restore you. He will use you in a way that is more effective than you ever believed possible. Because He will gain glory from your life. Maybe you need to give your heart to Jesus. 
Why not do that today? Let's go ahead and try to protect that heart. Maybe you need to plant your life in our church. Maybe there's somebody whom you have offended. And you need to make amends for that. Would you ask God to help you? You know what you need to do better than I do. But I know we all need to do something today. Jesus, this is your moment. I ask that you would give freedom from your spirit to the heart of every person. It's too easy in a message like this to pick out other people who need to hear it. Speak to our hearts. Revive us today. And gain glory for yourself. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is churchoffice at brittdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Britt David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Britt David Podcast.